When I was born again in 1975, one of the first things God taught me about following him is Matthew chapter 11, verse 30, where Jesus says, My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. If I'm doing something and it is very hard to do, I always know I'm not yoked to God. I might have the will of God on doing the thing, but I'm not doing it the right way. Somehow I'm going about it the wrong way. You can have the will of God, but go about it the wrong way. So I just stop what I'm doing and turn to God and say, I know this can't be your way. So please show me how you want me to do this. In 1975, after I was born again, I was taken into heaven in the night. I was merged into the body of Jesus at that time. I saw no images of humans or anything like that. It was a spiritual experience. I was merged into the body of Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit witnessing. I was made one with the Word of God. A few nights later, the same thing happened again. That was 1975. By 1980, God put me on the radio to exhort the church. He taught me that I was a minister of God. He showed me that and convinced me along the way between 1975 and 1980. He even convinced me to close my business, which I owned in Dallas at the time, to close it, and I closed on July 31st, 1979, and I had nowhere to go. I didn't take a job in a church. I had no salary, but I had money that, from the merchandise to live on until it was established on what I was supposed to do. I waited. It turned out between July, July 31st and January the 10th, 1980, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I just kept reading the Bible, going to church, going to the prayer group, doing the things that like that that I'd been doing, and waiting on God to show me what I was to do. On the night of January the 10th, 1980, in the night I was asleep, and it was like a loud trumpet blew in my ear, in the form of words, and I heard three words, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed. I wrote the letters KWJS on a notepad because I didn't want to mix up those letters. I found that KWJS was a radio station. It seemed clear to me from the beginning that it would either be radio or television, and it was radio. So I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? I, I wouldn't know how to do that. And I heard from the Holy Spirit, call the radio station manager. So that morning, I called the station manager of KWJS. He came on the phone immediately when I asked to speak with him. I said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long and send it to me. If you fit our broadcasting, we'll offer you a contract. 
So that same morning, I got my tape recorder, got my kitchen clock timer, made a broadcast 29 and a half minutes long, and sent it to the station manager. I didn't edit it. I never knew how to edit a tape recording. I just prayed and asked God to let me speak what he wanted me to speak, and I started speaking, trusting God. And he would bring to my mind a scripture, and I'd speak that. He'd bring to my mind an example. I'd speak that. I don't have any outline on today's broadcast that I'm making for you. I just speak as I'm reminded of something. That's the Holy Spirit doing the work of God. It's so easy to do it that way. There's no pressure at all. That's what God's shown me to do. I don't know your need. God will meet your need because I yield to the Spirit of God when I'm speaking. So he will meet your need through what I'm saying to you. But God showed me that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. In 2012, I had a dream where a woman was singing. And I said, well, it's a little voice, but it's a nice little voice. And all of a sudden, I saw this was a way to communicate with the church through a blog. I awoke from the dream. I contacted Pam Paget, who was a computer programmer at FedEx and had retired from FedEx. I contacted her and said, could you set up a blog for us? She said, well, I don't know anything about it, but I think I could. I figured if she didn't immediately see how to do it, she knew computer programmers and she could find out from them. Within three days, we had a blog. It's really kind of funny because none of us knew the messages were going to go all over the world. And the first day that we wrote the blog, we got responses from Germany, two people in Germany, and we were just so excited when we saw it went all over the world. There is a scripture where Jesus even says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Ministers have communicated with me that they were going into all the world and speaking the gospel and wanting me to send them money. Well, I always knew that they weren't sent by Jesus. If he had sent them, he would have had everything prepared for them. I never had to ask you for money to do the blog. Well, in fact, the blog doesn't cost any money. We were shocked when we found out it costs nothing. In 2015... Pam and I ended up writing a book concerning using a Kindle for non-computer people. And we found we could publish it on Amazon without any cost to us. They would pay us a small royalty. We could even publish it in paperback with no cost. It was incredible. And I had the thought, maybe I could do ministry books on Amazon. And God had said to me, I'm with you whithersoever you go. So you want to write books on Amazon? I'm with you. Now, what about this? How much would it cost to write a book? How much would it cost to publish a book? Well, it turned out it cost nothing, and they paid us a royalty. That sounds pretty good to me. 
In the year 2020, I'd already moved to Colorado, and I was considering going back on radio. Now, it's expensive. And as I was considering going on radio, one morning Pam woke up with the word podcast. She really didn't know what a podcast was. She had heard the football analyst Troy Aikman mention he'd made his first podcast. And Pam had always just thought it was kid stuff until she heard Aikman say that. And before she had been awakened with this word podcast, And she woke up, she remembered that Troy Aikman had just made his first podcast, so it was more than just teenagers talking to each other. So she looked it up to see what it was. After she looked it up, she came to me that morning and told me what had happened. And I said, well, that sounds very good. This podcast thing, it wasn't like radio. It went all over the world. And you had a, you built up a library, so it wasn't a one-time broadcast. These people could go back and hear previous messages, which I really liked that concept. Plus, it didn't have a time limit. I could speak 10 minutes, I could speak 50 minutes, I could speak longer, shorter. It was my choice. I liked that. So I said, find out how much it costs to do this. See, you have to get the facts to know whether it's an easy yoke or not. When she got the facts, she found out it would cost us $100 a year. A year! They have what's called a podcast host, and you pay that host, and all of your messages can be heard. It was incredible to me. Plus, they go all over the world. At some point in time after this, I had something really funny happen. They had put Donald Trump off of Twitter. And he was very disturbed about being put off of Twitter. And I said, Oh, I hope they don't put me off of Twitter. And the Holy Spirit said, You don't have a Twitter account. I said, oh, that's right. (laughs) I mean, some of these things are funny. And then I thought, well, maybe I should have a Twitter account. So I said to Pam, see what it takes to get us on Twitter. And we've been publishing since then on Twitter. We publish podcasts. Whatever podcast I do that day, that's what we publish on Twitter. And we also have another podcast every day on Twitter for We Rotate Previous Messages of Divorce, Remarriage, Homosexual, Lesbian. Uh, We have several, five, we have five or six messages that every day one of those messages is put out there. So the person who clicks on the Twitter account sees immediately two messages that day. One is the current message and the other is the information on those subjects key subjects divorce remarriage oh another one is on antichrist in the churches divorce remarriage homosexual lesbian antichrist in the churches and there's a couple more i can't remember which they are but they're out there every 
they're rotated on a five-day basis, along with the current message. I like Twitter because it allows us to put the podcast out there. Now, I had a dream about this, too. I opened my front door and kittens were everywhere. There must have been 30 kittens outside my front door. And unlike playful kittens, these kittens were starving to death. Some were at the point of death. And I opened my garage door and kittens were everywhere in my garage. One kitten in one dream had been, I've had multiple dreams about kittens. One kitten was very badly injured. It, it was cut in half but it was still alive. And I, I called to a, a, a man who's a doctor, but one of my, my cousin married him. And I said, you've got to save this kitten. I was so troubled. I said to God, what are all these kittens? And then I knew immediately they were baby Christians. They're starving to death. This is one of the ways they get food. Is it an easy yoke? Is it an easy yoke to pay $100 a year to be on podcast? Is it an easy yoke to pay nothing to publish books on Amazon? An easy yoke to pay nothing to publish a blog? All it takes is effort for me to do it. For Pam to do the effort in the technical work. Would you say that's an easy yoke? For me, at this point in time, radio would be a much harder yoke. Much harder. It would soon eat up all the money. It's not my assignment at this moment. It was my assignment in 1980. In 1980, we had no internet. In 1980, we had no blogs. We had no podcasts. We had no Twitter that went all over the world instantly. In 1980, it was the thing for me to do. I don't believe today it is. So God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. If something is overly expensive, I know it is not God's yoke. I need to find another way to go about this thing. It may be a project I'm not even supposed to do. Oh, I've run into pastors who are building church buildings. They're trying to give Bibles to every person who comes to their meeting. There's just one catch. The ones, the one who wanted to give Bibles to every person that came to his meeting wanted me to send him Bibles. We are not equipped for that. It's very hard to ship Bibles overseas. But for a Bible association, it would be easy. So he's contacting the wrong person is the project of God. I have no indication whatsoever that his project was of God. Recently, I met a pastor who was very excited about building a new building. Was his project of God? Well, that's what I asked him. I said, well, how did God show you to do this project? And he never answered my question. The next email I got from him. He was telling again about his project. He wanted me to come bless his building. I sent an email to him telling him, if this project is of God, then you don't need a human to bless the building. 
God will bless it. And I said, read Deuteronomy 28. But you've got to be sure first that this project is really authored by God. I have no evidence at all from this man that God told him to do this project, though I asked him multiple times, how did God show you to do this? What kind of word do you have on this? He had none. I guess he never shared one with me. Now, if I tell you ask me, how did God show you to do podcast? I have a definite word. He gave me a dream about starving kittens. He showed Pam Paget the word podcast. She looked it up and told me about it. But I also had a dream about the starving kittens. And I knew it was very easy to do the podcast. Basically, I love microphones. It just sort of like, I love a microphone and they love me. And instantly there's a relationship with a microphone. It's like you're there and I feel you. I don't know how this is. It's just always been that way. From the day I went on radio, I had comfort with the microphone. And it's never been a time I haven't had comfort with a microphone. I laugh because Pam is terrified of microphones. If she comes in the room and I turn on the microphone at all to record something, she just freezes. <laughs> we laugh. But most people are afraid of microphones, I think. I'm not. It's sort of like some people love the camera and the camera loves them. Now, I'm not that way with cameras, but I certainly am with microphones. And it's just like I feel you. When I'm making this recording, I feel you being there, hearing it. Anyway, that's an easy yoke for me. And it's a very easy yoke for me to write. I've always been a writer. Actually, I told God when I heard to go on radio, I told God in 1980, I said, now, I'm a writer, not a speaker. <laughs> well, you're what God wants you to be. But the yoke's easy. You find that it just happens. But if it's a terrible burden, you're following something, doing it some way that's not God's plan. So you go back to God. This is what he showed me from the beginning. God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Whatever you're getting ready to do, if it's very hard and burdensome, somehow you're following your own plan and not following God's plan. Another example. In the year 2020, I was considering having upholstery put on my 25-year-old car. I've had several times that I've fallen and broken, I've broken the left hip twice. And it's painful. It's kind of hard to ride in certain cars. And my old car was very hard to ride in. And it was a Lincoln Town Car, 1994 Lincoln Town Car. And yet it was painful to ride in it. I needed to have new seats in the front seat. So I was considering having the front seats rebuilt and reupholstered. And I heard, or you could just buy a new car. And that's the exact tone of voice that I heard this word, which I knew to be from the Holy Spirit. He was, it's like he's standing, just watching what I'm doing. And says, or... 
You could just buy a new car. Well, I never thought of that. And I stood there for a second like I was hit by a thunderbolt. And I said, well, I could buy a new car. I had just sold the house in Texas. The money was sitting in the bank. I could buy a new car and pay cash for it and have money left over. I could buy a new car. And that same night, God gave me a dream that I bought a new car. So the next day, I said to Pam, this is what I've heard from the Holy Spirit, and this is the dream I had. I want us to go out today and look for new cars, which we did. And by the end of the day, we had bought a new car. Now, that's the way God works. Another thing about this, I'm 83 years old. I was 80, what, one or two at that time. That's pretty old. Actually, I can't even walk. I can use a walker a little bit from get to one room to the other. But I can't walk. And here, I'm going to spend this money, portion of this money for a new car, which I don't even drive a car. What's going on? Well, Pam had a 16-year-old car. I had a 25-year-old car. God is showing us the best plan for us in this situation. She had no trouble selling her car at all. It's a, it was an SUV, and people wanted those. My car was another matter. I had one offer real fast, but we were, we, I just wasn't stable enough to actually make a choice, so I didn't sell it. But we did buy the, we did buy the car, and not for one second. Am I sitting there thinking, ooh, I might need that money in the future that we spent on the car? Why? Because God showed me that I could do this. It was my choice. Meaning, the money you spend isn't going to be needed in the future. You have such faith when you've heard from God. And the way to do it is there. I've always found the money was there the way to do it, everything was in line, just set up for me to go through the door. But I've always gone by this criteria. God's yoke is easy. If this is God, it will be easy. It won't be complex. It will be easy. I wanted to have someone come and set up my sound system and maybe even buy a new processor. I called someone in Denver who's supposed to be good in this field, but he gave me a plan that was so complex. And as I listened to him talk, I just thought, this is way too complex. I didn't go with him. I found on Internet a processor that I really thought would work. And my previous sound guy in Texas he even encouraged me to buy it because he says, you like this lexicon sound and this may be a really good way for you to go. Most of the better sound processors will cost at least 8000 and some of them go on up to 15000 and probably even more. Well, I know they go up to more, 30000 The one that 
I found was 4000 So I bought that processor, and I was very happy with it. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. Always, always. It's not like you have to make a great sacrifice when you're in God's plan. If there is a great sacrifice, back off and try to reevaluate this based on this principle. I've lived by it for 45, 47 years. I've never seen it fail. Matthew 11, verse 30. God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if it's a heavy burden and complex, overly expensive, there's another way to go. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.